In today's gospel passage, Jesus Christ explicitly says, My kingdom does not belong to this world. And yet in the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 15 to be exact, this very same Jesus says, The kingdom of God is at hand. My kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom is at hand. Lord Jesus, which is it? Is the kingdom of God somewhere else? Or is the kingdom of God already here on this earth? In the Lord's Prayer, which Jesus taught us, we say, Thy kingdom come. As if the kingdom is something that we will experience only in the future. However, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus tells us, The kingdom of God is among you. And there are some translations that render that text, The kingdom of God is within you. And then we have this very interesting line from today's second reading from Revelation 1, which makes it sound as if we ourselves are the kingdom. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom, priests for his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Very confusing, is it not? What exactly is the kingdom of God? And where exactly is it located? Those are two very important questions. In fact, those are questions that saints and theologians and biblical scholars have pondered literally for centuries. One of the best explanations of the kingdom of God I have ever come across in all my years as a priest was given by our present Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, in his recently published book, Jesus of Nazareth. There in that book, he basically says this. He says that the kingdom of God is present wherever God rules. That simplifies it perfectly. That says it, I think, perfectly. If you forget everything else I say in this homily, try to remember that because the kingdom is spoken of so much in the New Testament, so frequently, especially by Jesus himself. The kingdom of God is present wherever God rules. And since Jesus Christ is God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, we would say as Catholics that the kingdom of God is present wherever Jesus Christ rules. Wherever Jesus Christ is truly Lord. Now that clears up a lot of the confusion regarding all those biblical texts I cited a few moments ago. Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God is at hand in Mark 1.15 because he is alive. Jesus is not dead. He is alive and active among us. He is active in a particularly powerful way at this Mass. When I consecrate the host in a few moments, it is not I who is, who is actually doing it. It is Christ himself working through me in my priestly ministry. 
But even beyond that, even beyond the sacramental acts of Christ, people perform acts of love and kindness in the name of the Lord Jesus every day. In those instances, Jesus is ruling their actions, whether they're conscious of it or not. Some of you, for example, have brought Thanksgiving gift cards with you to Mass this morning, and you will put them in the collection in a few minutes. That's an act of love you're engaging in, done in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is a manifestation of the kingdom of God. Perhaps you've never thought of such things in that way before, but you should from now on. Acts of charity done out of love for Christ manifest his kingdom. The kingdom of God is here on earth to the extent that God rules our actions. The kingdom of God is within us to the extent that Jesus rules our thoughts and our words, because our words begin with thoughts, and to the extent that Jesus forms our attitudes in life. However, Jesus Christ does not rule us completely, does he? certainly doesn't rule me completely because I sin. He doesn't rule this world completely because it is full of sin. He rules this earth, he rules here on earth, yes, but imperfectly. It's only in heaven that his rule is perfect and total, which is what he was referring to in today's gospel when he said to Pontius Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. The fullness of my kingdom, in other words, is not here. And yet our desire as Catholics is supposed to be that Jesus Christ will rule more completely in our world in the future. That's part of what we mean when we say in the Our Father, Thy kingdom come. That doesn't just refer to the kingdom of heaven itself. We're really saying, Lord, may your kingdom in heaven come more fully to this earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth, Lord, as it's done perfectly in heaven. God expects us to pray that his kingdom will be more fully manifest in this world. And then God expects us to do whatever we can to make it happen. That includes performing acts of charity, as I indicated a few moments ago. But it goes beyond that. It also involves proclaiming and standing up for the principles of the gospel in our families. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's tough for me to take a stand with members of my own family, a stand for the truth. We can all be tempted to do otherwise. Well, part of our commitment as Christians is to take a stand for Christ, for his truth, in our families, in our schools, in our places of employment and recreation. In other words, wherever we happen to be. This is something, unfortunately, that Congressman Patrick Kennedy does not seem to understand as we have seen in his recent public exchange with Bishop Tobin. I heard there's an article in today's journal about this. I haven't read it. Someone told me the article says 
that all priests have been instructed not to give Patrick Kennedy communion. Well, if they have, I haven't gotten that memo, and I don't know of any priest that has. Another example of wonderful journalism in our state. But in any, any event, Mr. Kennedy would do well to read Quas Primas, which is the 1925 encyclical of Pope Pius. Not this Pope Pius, the Pope Pius that followed him, Pius XI. That encyclical established the feast that we celebrate today in the Church, the Feast of Christ the King. And in that encyclical, Pius wrote that the kingly dignity of Jesus, and here I quote, demands that the state should take account of the commandments of God and of Christian principles, both in making laws and in administering justice, and also in providing for the young a sound moral education. The state should take account of the commandments of God and Christian principles when forming her laws and when administering justice. Now, Pope Pius XI was a smart guy. He was not naive. He knew that most non-Christian politicians would probably disagree with that statement. What Pius XI did not expect was to get the same kind of negative reaction from politicians who professed to be faithful Catholics, which is what happens so often today. The Pope expected Catholic political figures to agree with what he said, first of all, and then to do their best, by democratic means, to enshrine Christian principles in the civil laws of their nations. He definitely did not expect them to actively promote laws based on anti-Christian immoral principles, as Mr. Kennedy does on a regular basis. And unfortunately, he's not alone. There are Catholics like this, I dare say, on both sides of the aisle in Congress. When he dies, the Lord will say to him, Patrick, what have you done to further my kingdom? You said thy kingdom comes so often in the Lord's Prayer. What did you personally do to make it a reality? What did you do, first of all, to further my kingdom within yourself? Did you examine your conscience and say an act of contrition every day? Did you go to confession frequently, regularly? And then what did you do to further my kingdom in the wider culture in which you lived? Did you embrace the principles of your Catholic faith? and allow those principles to guide your conduct everywhere, including where you worked? Or did you leave your faith in church on Sundays? On Judgment Day, that's what the Lord will ask Patrick Kennedy. Of course, my brothers and sisters, that's also exactly what the Lord will ask each and every one of us when our time on earth comes to an end. May Patrick Kennedy's answers on Judgment Day and our answers to those questions cause Jesus Christ to say to him 
and to each and every one of us, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter now the kingdom, the eternal, the glorious, the perfect, the everlasting kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world.